We're taking a short break this week. We'll have fresh interviews with Australia's technology leaders soon. For now, enjoy this flashback to our Season 1 chat with PwC CDIO Jackie Vish. I thought it might be useful just to get a bit of a sense of the Chief Digital and Information Officer role at PwC Australia. It's remit and the size and structure of your team, if you can just give us a bit of a sense of that. Yeah, sure, Rai. So the Chief Digital and Information Officer role in PwC Australia is really accountable for the seamless delivery of services into the PwC firm. So everything from the employee digital experiences, the infrastructure that hosts the organisational's platforms, the products that our clients use for doing their services. So we have three lines of business. One is consulting, one is assurance, and the third is financial advisory. And each of those client-facing businesses have various products and services and platforms. And it's really around making sure that the whole ecosystem of how we run and operate and the services provided are all fit for purpose, meeting the requirements and operationally sound. In addition to that, we also run a number of digital literacy and academies and really the upskilling of staff to make sure that they're future ready and that they're also able to have the ability to get the level of education needed to do the work that they need in the most digital literate way. So that's a real sort of value add that comes from the team. And lastly, I'll probably just talk about is the data office. So we also run a comprehensive data office that's got a link through to the global data office, but it's structured around how do we best use the data to both know what we have in PwC Australia, as well as to accelerate some of the opportunities into the marketplace. Fantastic. Well, I'd, I'd like to unpack a few bits of that, but I firstly, maybe just to preface that, what tr- particularly drew you to the PwC and specifically to this CDIO role? There was two things. So PwC and just its purpose of building trust and really being a community of solvers. And I mean, who wouldn't want to work in an organisation that's remit as around that? And then its growth areas really around digitisation, around cybersecurity, technology, and then just its purpose statement and its offering into ESG and various other pieces really drove me to PwC And then with my experiences in the financial services industry, I saw how I could bring to bear not only be the Chief Digital and Information Officer, but also what the term is a hybrid consultant and that ability to work with clients and really see how they can turbocharge their technology agenda. So my primary remit is definitely the Chief Digital and Information Officer role. But that ability to go to market also and share experiences and opportunities is also that other angle. Obviously, there's a client-facing aspect to your role, but specific to the internal-facing aspect, obviously, it's early days, And but I wondered if maybe you could talk a little bit about how you're going to approach the role and at a high level what your initial focuses might be. So the real focus is going to be around aligning up to the business-led strategy. So really around saying, how do we digitise and really optimise and drive value through our business-facing organisations? So that being the consulting, assurance and financial advisory areas. And so to do that, we've shifted into a product-led or product-owner type model in the operating environment. 
And what I'm really going to do is turbocharge that with my experiences across Agile, Scaled Agile, and really how do we deliver capabilities at pace, at scale, but most importantly, that quality angle and really building that into the operational rigour of what are these scrum teams. And then the other element that will sit around that is around the cybersecurity elements. And again, how do we look at technology, cyber data and bringing it all together into a really systematised operating model that sits around it so that it's seamless and people actually don't think about the technology, they're just thinking about the experience that they're having from that. Mm. And maybe can you talk a little bit about the baseline that you've come into with PwC as an organisation? I can imagine, for example, that a professional services organisation and one that does consultancy and sort of a lot of client work would have a pretty good starting point in terms of its digital baseline. But I wondered if you could give us a sense of what it looks like from your perspective and I guess what the next step might be or the, the, the uplift might be. Just to preface, you know, under a month that I've been in the organisation, first observations are there's some really strong capabilities that sit in the organisation, whether it comes through its automation, whether it comes through its infrastructure, and also it leans very heavily on the PwC global organisation. This network is 155 countries. It's a global network, over 200,000 people. So what's in system is really quite mature and progressive. And so it's really around saying how to reach and lean into the global network and really turbocharge what is here in Australia and get both the basics right, but then also what are those accelerators we can do? Because the accelerators and that ability to use really fast and really complex outcomes for our teams. And I think the other thing that I've observed is there is so much enthusiasm, the engagement to do more and really to be able to use those intuitive technologies, particularly as it relates to data, to automation, to robotics. And I've really seen some great goodness that teams two, three, four weeks are pulling together these comprehensive products that are solving business problems. In the press release that accompanied your appointment, it was mentioned that you'll oversee the next horizon of PwC's ongoing digital and data transformation. And obviously, I appreciate that it's early days, but I just wondered if you were able to maybe explain a little bit about what that was and what the focus or what the progression is intended to be in terms of you coming into what is an already active process, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. So first and foremost is we'll be working with the business lines and each business line has a transformation office and it's really around linking up and seeing what are the transformations and what are the platforms, what are those integrated solutions, how do we apply ways of working, whether it's agile or other ways of working, and then embedding operational excellence. So it's really around making sure that as we go into market, we've got all facets of what would be a progressive technology deployment into those. So that's first and foremost as part of that. And then, as I mentioned As we look at the core technology stacks, it's how do we leverage what's from the global marketplace and then bring it into our employees as effectively and optimally as possible. And and I think then the last one is around that future of work and that next evolution of the employee digital experience. And we know that as part of COVID, we've all accelerated and moved to a 
home-based ways of working, of which I'm at today due to the Sydney's lockdown. But, I mean, as we come out the back of this, how do we look at the connectedness and that belonging and how do those digital experiences in the workplace and bringing digital tools, ability to experiment, to have that playground within a firm, and then if it's right, then you can publish them. And I know PwC's done some great work around a digital lab, which is a library of software tools that people can develop and then give access to others and publish for others to use. And I think it's just how do we accelerate that type of concept more broadly to the organisation? Mm. Just going back to some of the things you said just then, the idea that there's a transformation office in each of the line of business is quite a, um interesting structure from a transformation perspective. You've worked on quite a lot of transformations going back to AMP and before that around Westpac. How do you see the existing transformation structure within PwC? Look, I think we all need to, I call it anchor yourself in flexibility. And I would say, yes, this is a new structure, but it's really around each of these lines of business have got their own ambitions and their own go-to-market strategies. So it's really critical that the transformation is close to customer as possible. And then you say, how do then you use an engine room, which is the digital technology services team, so as to apply and or introduce into those transformations as required. And I think that's where it comes back to that point we talked about right at the beginning, which is the hybrid consultant, people and teams where they can do work for internal teams, but also provide that and use their skills and capabilities to also work on client-facing work. It just gives everyone a much greater capability and rigour and ability to spread broadly and also deeply. So I just think it's how do we have the connections, the communication and the right level of conversation to make sure it all lines up in broader terms. Mm. Just an associated question to that, what gets you excited about leading these kind of digital transformations or or being, as you um, maybe hear, a um, key sort of input enabler for these transformations within these lines of business? I see technology as really the pulse of the business. It's that underlying capability that really turbocharges an organisation. And whilst it's tech-led, it's human-powered. And if you think PwC's got this skills services hub coming out of Adelaide and what gets me out of bed in the morning is how do we get this greater community of technologists, cyber leaders and bringing them into an organisation and or ecosystem like PwC to really both uplift themselves but also uplift our industries so as to be leading in these spaces. And so I just think that the art of the possible is huge and being able to be right at the forefront of this with a company that's growing. And I'm not sure if you've seen, but PwC globally is looking to invest another 100,000 workers over the next few years. And so it's just a really growth organisation, which is really exciting. Uh, other thing you mentioned uh, previously was around leveraging what PwC is doing globally and being able to draw some of those things into the Australian operation. I just wondered firstly how you go about sort of discovering all of those things in such a large geographically dispersed organisation. And secondly, I guess from that, how much autonomy there is potentially within Australia to do its own thing potentially versus say something that looks similar but is happening in a different region. 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. So again, a couple of weeks in, and I've Mm. already been linked up with the global CIO, the Australian Pacific area for both transformation, and that's technology transformation, as well as what's critical for PwC is the change or the organisational change management capabilities. So there is very much a global remit. And then these communities that are brought together, both from a chief digital officer perspective, as well as a chief information officer perspective. And then it then gets harnessed down into what does it mean for the individual networks and firms. So there is that ability to discuss, understand, but then also prioritise or not select um, what comes from that global offering. So that really creates that ability to be selective and also right size for your organisation, your strategy and the parts of the business that are really on the growth agenda for PwC Australia. But what the capabilities that are provided globally are very rich as well. So it's how do you bring the best of all worlds into the organisation. The third thing that you mentioned previously was around the employee experience. And uh, obviously, you've just gone through this experience potentially and through a slightly different one because you um, have had to go remote work so quickly due to the situation in Australia. I just wondered if you could maybe talk a little bit about the employee experience side of things. You've experienced the onboarding process. How settled is it at PwC Australia and sort of what are the opportunities around sort of adopting and curating some of the new ways of work? Yeah, no, great question. And yes, I was in the office a whole four days and then had to make sure that I had all my things to work from home since then. And all I can say, it's been extremely seamless from the day I walked in. I got my laptop delivered a couple of days before I started, walked in and was able to log in again before I started. And then in the offices, it was very much an integrated employee experience. There's obviously a few things that I'm checking in on the team as I go through this because it being a test case, which is a lateral entry into a big organisation. It's always good just to make sure that we, we pressure test a few areas, but all in all, it was seamless. And I think the other thing from a PwC Australia perspective is Whilst internally we use Google, we've also got all our clients using all different types of video conferencing capabilities. And so being able to integrate through those has also been a really positive experience that I've had. But always more work to be done is how I would put it. And the connectedness and belonging that people want to get through both their working from the office as working from home is going to be something that we continually work and strive on as we move over the next course of the three, six, nine months at the back end of this pandemic. One thing that I wanted to just raise as well is in the press announcement, you were quoted as saying that you believed in four things that were developing people around lasting connections, around continuous improvement and collaboration. Obviously, those are four fairly broad areas, but I wondered if you'd maybe just like to pick one or two and just talk a little bit about where your thinking is at in those areas and maybe how that thinking has been shaped by your past experiences and how that might be reflected in the approach that you bring to um, PwC. Yes, and thanks for that question, Ryan. I think just as a leader in technology, and we all know the stats in terms of female participation, which is around the 20-25%, 
female leaders is much higher, around the 30 to 40% female leaders. But for me as a leader in technology, the first thing that I always start with is care and care for the teams, for the people and really interest and making sure that through care and the interest, we then help teams understand the context and then have clarity in what they do. And technology has moved at such a rapid pace over the last decade and even exponentially over the last two to three years that to really be able to give teams that ability to develop, shift, change, test, learn, unlearn, relearn and innovate in both their thinking and what they do is critical to myself as a leader and also to the technologies and how we deploy them. And I think the other angle that I really bring from a leadership perspective is how do we check and challenge one another? And I know within the cybersphere as well as the application and infrastructure sphere, everyone has really strong opinions, which is fabulous. But how do you build that check and challenge across those different disciplines so that, yes, we can validate that we're on the right path, but in a really open, transparent and collaborative way so that we play the ball and not the person? And I think these are the types of skills and capabilities that I'll really be bringing into PwC. And one of the things I often use is let's be disagreeable givers, challenge because we care, disagree, but why do we disagree and then be able to come together and move forward based on that? And I really saw that at scale when you look at the operations teams with the applications teams and the cyber teams. And if you're bringing them all together and they're able to check and challenge within each other in a small cohesive team, the outcomes are just phenomenal. The speed of change, but also that operational resilience because everyone gets what each other wants to do and what the outcomes that they're looking for. And so coming back to it, that context and that clarity of purpose is really, for me, something that's really critical to my leadership style. Mm, I feel like you don't hear much about the word care when you talk about uh, an IT context. It doesn't come up that often in conversation, although probably in the last sort of 18 months to two years, we see a lot more broader focus on well-being coming out of the pandemic side of things. Yeah. And look, the way I look at it is technology is a 24 by 7 We have major incidents that kept people up at night and so on and so forth. But if we think first around the people and then we deliver the technology, but we make sure it's hardened and as rigorous and has got as much resiliency as possible, then we will have operational excellence and then we will minimise impact to the technology and therefore have amazing client experiences. And so, you know, it all starts with we're all people helping people, we're humans doing the best we can every day. And then if we take that lens through the way that we do our work and then deliver amazing outcomes, I think it's just a great way to harness teams behind a broader purpose. Mm. And I just wondered if you could have any tips that you could provide around this idea of check and challenge, which you just mentioned before, and how you might sort of implement that within an organisational setting, for example. Yeah, so look, the question about why, and when you ask why, it doesn't necessarily mean to say what the person is presenting is wrong. It's more of saying, is there an alternate? What have you considered? And then having those open questions really allows other people to also ask a question for clarification. And the more there is, as I mentioned, clarity, the context and clarity and that clarification, 
then you have more buy-in and it was created here and we've done this to ourselves and then you celebrate that. It's really at the team level that you have those celebrations. One of my favourite times is actually you get up a cahoots or an automated thank you board and you get the teams, you know, whether it's a couple of hundred people and they thank people on the fly for doing great work. And so it's actually coming from the team level. So top down is always great from a celebration perspective, but also that gratitude from the teams. It can't be underestimated estimated as well. One question I've been asking everyone is, and maybe it's slightly different, I, I changed the format slightly for the uh, last interview I did as well, which is um, what excites you about 2021? Um, the only reason I changed it was because with the current lockdown situation in Sydney and in other places, people are starting to look also to 2022 as well. So um, maybe just what excites you about 2021 and beyond that it could be personal or professional or job related, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, so what excites me about 2021? Well, definitely getting vaccinated, getting out of these lockdowns. I think just well-being and then community spirit will just come back. And from a work perspective, I just want to be a sponge and learn around how global PwC bringing those great assets locally but also strategic partners and that opportunity to really turbocharge the ecosystem and those partnerships for PwC Australia. And then obviously with the skills service hub that's in Adelaide and those capabilities that we will be using and deploying across the firm, bringing any of my experiences or expertise into that, having worked in industry and knowing what great looks like and what not so great looks like as part of servicing, I just think that to bring that to bear will be amazing and helping female leaders helping other technologists coming up through the ranks through their careers, always open to having those conversations. And I've got three young kids, two in primary school and one just started high school. And I just think it's the art of the possible for what they're doing. And sometimes they're the ones that have got to take the leadership role and will stand to the side and they're going to do amazing things. But for 2021, it's really going to be around bringing the best of both industry into PwC, but also turbocharging, continuing to accelerate its already ambitious tech-powered and human-led transformation. That was Jackie Vish from PwC Australia, and that's the podcast for this week. We'll be back with an exciting new interview next week. Until then, you can catch all the latest headlines in Australian IT over at itnews.com.au.